Lord, may what I say and what the people hear be the words you intend this morning. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus is telling the crowds of people who have followed him during his teaching and preaching who they are. They have come to listen and learn, to be healed, to be made whole, just as they were seeking when they were following Jesus. We are here this morning seeking. Some come to listen, some come to learn, some come seeking healing, and many of us seeking salvation, preserving us from all harm. So even though we weren't in the crowd of people following Jesus at that time, he was still talking to us, you and me, the salt of the earth, and the light of the world. The beauty and wonder of being salt and light is that God uses ordinary skills and talents in each of us to bring about extraordinary results. Being salt and light requires virtue and humility. It requires us to be ready when God calls us. If someone were to ask you about your religious belief, you might respond that you were an Episcopalian or that you believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ as depicted in scripture, or maybe that you were a Christ follower, that you attend church, you live a pretty good life, you know enough about God and the Bible to uphold your end of a conversation about spiritual things. But you probably would not introduce yourself by saying, I am the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That probably would sound a little strange as a response regarding your religious practice or faith. But that is exactly who we are in the eyes of Christ. The meaning of the phrase, you are the salt of the earth, means that you are a good and honest person, a righteous person. Or you are a good and righteous group of people. You're forthright and straightforward. You are the salt of the earth really is referring to the inward part of your being in Christ. The character of your Christian relationship with yourself, with ourselves, with each other, and with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Salt is used to flavor things. It has a distinctive taste, which sets it apart from all else. The image of salt is one of distinctiveness. When Jesus tells us that we are to be the salt 
of the earth, he says that we are called to stand apart, to be distinctive from those around us. Not to be distinctive for the sake of being different, but be distinctive for the sake of being transformative. To say and do that which inspires change or causes shifts in viewpoints. Be that person that causes viewpoints to shift from the secular, from the worldly, to the spiritual. But what is this you, you are the light of the world? What is that about? Here Jesus is telling us what we are like, or more importantly, what we should be like on our outside. We become the light of the world and in the world when we reveal and illuminate the truth of Jesus Christ. When we testify to the world that we are followers of Jesus Christ and what that means and how we live and engage in our daily lives. You see, a small light can bring, can shine very brightly in a dark place. And for someone who is in darkness, a tiny light can be a sign of hope and salvation. This is a sense in which we are the light of the world. Our role is to bring light to others so that their darkness can be dispelled. What is it called to be salt and light? There are profound implications. It means we are to flavor the world. We are to be working to influence human activity in such a way that it reveals God in the world. It means we are to help people to better see God's life in theirs. It means we are to enlighten dark places. You and I are the means by which God flavors and illuminates life in this physical world. Last week, Feast of the Presentation showed us that we are to be God receivers. Simeon and Anna recognized the infant Jesus as the Messiah and sang his praises to all around them. This week, the gospel tells us and shows us that we are to be God givers. God shares. It is now our time to sing the praises of Jesus Christ.
Christ has given us the salt and the light of his divinity, not just for ourselves, but for others, that they might better be nourished and see Christ better in their life. The salt of divinity was poured into our hands and we are to sprinkle it everywhere we are. The light of divinity that fills our heart and minds is to shine brightly wherever we are. But how do we go about doing this? How are we to be the salt and the light in God's creation? First, share your faith in Jesus Christ. You see, God can take an ordinary person and use them to share his message to people who need to hear him. When we share our faith, we spread the light of Jesus Christ. Your salvation is given to you so that you may shine. So don't hide your testimony. Speak loudly the testimony that has been given to you by your own experiences with Christ. We're celebrating Black History Month this month, and I want to share with you the words of Maya Angelou, a lady who was born right here in St. Louis, who became a world-known person, but she had great trauma and challenges in her early life. But through her continuing relationship with Jesus Christ, rose above all of that and became the salt and light for thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. I want to share with you how she touched me with her salt and her light as I was preparing this sermon by reading to you her poem, Church. It's sacred, church. Everything in God's world is sacred. Trees and toads and Little girl's eyes, grandfather's hands, and the murmuring voices of lovers. Sacred. A poet's dream. Almanac compilers. And rocks that look up at the moon. Sacred. Everything can be church. And anything can be church. Church was the first place where I came, child to spirit to Christ. Suffer, little children, to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Literally, church introduced me to my very first friend, Louise. Louise and I thought the preacher talked too long. 
Miss Sneed sang too loudly. And Brother Williams got too wild when he prayed. We both giggled at the same time and cried just as piously when we were chastised. Every time I feel the Spirit, I know I am immersed in the essence of church. That knowledge changes my voice. I speak more softly and choose my words more carefully. There are more yes ma'ams and no ma'ams, yes sirs and no sirs in my conversation. Out of my heart, out of my brain, more thank you slide across my tongue. I am blessed. I am in church. Church is not the luggage I bear, nor the cloak I wear. It's neither the hat I sport, nor the shoes that carry me around the world. It is not my destination, not my place of departure. I cannot define the breadth and depth and width and height of church, but church can define me always. It slides over my muscles and allows my lungs to inspirate and feel so that hallelujahs like rain come from my mouth. Hallelujahs like rain fall from my lips. Church is where I want, where I go when I want certain fulfillment. Church is where I don't have to go because it is always with me, holding me up, propelling me forward, sustaining me. When I think about church and remember that Church and I are one. I'm reminded that everything in God's world is sacred. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 says something that is sacred is dedicated, purified, set apart from filthiness or defilement. It is something for the worship or service to a deity. It is something considered worthy of spiritual respect and devotion. <coughs> the sharing and giving of your salt and light to others is sacred. Jesus said, our light is not necessarily in the witness of our words, but in the witness of our deeds, our good works. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. 
I read this week about salt and light in action in the California legislature relating to a civil rights activist. He was a chief organizer of the 1963 March on Washington, a crucial strategist on nonviolent tactics and an advisor to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Bayard Rustin was also openly gay. And in 1953, he was arrested. The morals charge for which he was arrested was often used to target gay people in those years, and it remained a stain on his record and nearly sidelined him from the movement he helped create. On this past Wednesday, the governor of California issued a posthumous pardon for Mr. Ruskin. He issued that because it was inspired by a call from the lawmakers to pardon the civil rights leader. The governor announced a clemency initiative along with that that would help clear the records of others who face discriminatory charges like Mr. Ruskin. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 10, commonly known as the Beatitudes, we are given a guide as to how we can be salt that flavors the earth and the light that brightens the way for all to come to Jesus. Uplift those who are poor in spirit. Share with them the power and the love of Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God is upon me because God has anointed me to bring the good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. You live your life in a way that you are living and working to achieve righteousness. This righteousness is a righteousness that we all can receive from God. A person is righteous when they are in a right relationship with God. When they are obedient to God. Show and offer mercy. According to the Bible, mercy does matter. It matters because we all need forgiveness. But mercy matters also because it is what can join us together in spite of our differences. Jesus shows what it means to be merciful. He healed the sick. He welcomed the stranger. He pardoned those who persecuted him, even those who killed him. These few examples from the Beatitudes spell out some of the good works 
that when offered in humility and submission to God, demonstrate in action our giving and sharing of our salt and light, which is given to us by Jesus Christ. When we work for right relations, for merciful actions, and for peace, when we live as people of, as a people of blessing, we are the salt and light of the world. Whether in the workplace, in our homes, in the larger community. Be what you are called to be this morning. Flavor where you are. Illuminate where you are. Help to make others aware of their salt and light given to them by Jesus Christ. God has given each of you a specific bundle of skills. He's given everyone in here a talent. Everyone in here a vision. Use your talent, your skill, your vision to change where you are. Be Christ, salt and light. Holy Communion, go forward. Flavoring the world and lighting up wherever you are. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.